Good morning, and uh, welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. Today's Sunday School lesson is um, coming from um, the book of um, Matthews, Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, Fortified Church Street, Turner Springs, Alabama. Telephone number 251-564-2171. The church where everybody's somebody in Christ is here. Brother Waylon Oliver is your pastor. Sister Joyce Oliver, our first lady, Miss Lisa Starr is our clerk. We have Sunday school every Sunday via internet um, by um, yours truly, Freddie Howard, doing uh, and posting it to uh, church uh, website um, at 8.30 in the morning. And then you can listen to it whenever you get ready. Worship service on second, fourth, fifth Sundays, normally at eleven o'clock. But we you have Sunday service at eight thirty in the morning um, at the church. And today we, is the uh, fourth Sunday, I believe. And um, we hope that you will be with us uh, today for um, the uh, regular services here at um, Antioch. Today is uh, June the 27th, so you make sure that you be a part of our services. Uh, all right, um, this is the summer quarter, 2021. Jesus teaches about faith. Jesus teaches about faith. Lesson number four, June the 27th, 2021. Uh, devotional reading, Isaiah 38, verse 16 through 20. Background scriptures, Matthew, the 14th chapter, uh, verses 22 to 33, and the passage is Matthew, the 14th chapter, 22 to 33 as well. The key verse for today. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, where didst thou doubt? Matthew, the 14th chapter, and 31st verse. Uh, our large subject for today, an amazing feat. Jesus walking on water. Um, Jesus had went to do something else and the disciples had went on out into the sea and uh, when Jesus came back down to go to the boat the boat was already out midway out into the sea so Jesus walked on the water to go to the boat um, therefore Peter seeing Jesus walking on the water everybody was amazed and Fred and Jesus told me it's me uh, so Peter asked um, Jesus to uh, can he come to him so he Peter stepped out and uh, began walking on the water, but the minute he saw the situations around him, he lost faith and began to sink. And he called out to Jesus to save him. And Jesus reached out his hand and saved him. All right, the lesson name, as a result of experiencing this lesson, the pistons should be able to do these things. Recall the amazing story of the storm at sea followed by Jesus' appearance walking on water. Uh, repeat. Repent of their failures to trust in God when caught up in the crisis. When we get in a crisis, we get to looking at what's happening around us, and then if we take our eyes off Jesus. We need to stay focused on Jesus, and God will handle things if you stay focused on Him, and not the problem. Develop habits of trust that enable them to overcome their doubts about God's care. Constrain. Uh, this is a Greek word. Necessitate, compel, forced, urged. Fourth watch of the night. Watching, keeping guard of the time of night during which guards was kept shortly before dawn. Uh, so that means that 
three, six, nine, twelve, twelve hours. They said just before just before the morning, the sun breaks, just before the sun comes up, is when um, that's the fourth um, fourth um, uh, hour of the uh, twelve hour term of it. Yes, you got twenty four hours in in a whole day, so that's just a half a day, either all night, twelve hours. Uh, all day, 12 hours, total together. Night and day is 24 hours. All right, pray. To pray for, offer prayer to petition. Pray to God, okay? Taking advantage, taking, take courage. So to be of good courage, be of good cheer. In other words, stay faithful. Stay, uh, how you say, powered up. Uh, stay positive, stay um, don't get all down in the head to say all down in the mouth just stay focused that everything's going to be alright walking to walk to tread movement we know we're being simple we want a child begin to walk sometime before the age of two or three but anyway they begin to walk waves uh, surge fire, billows waves they're talking about the waves of the ocean Let's talk about this lesson and why it matters. In the depths of a crisis, people are often caught between trust and doubt. Between trust and doubt. How can believers be confident that help will come when they need it most? Jesus, by walking on the water to save his disciples, demonstrated his divine authority as the Savior of all. The Savior of all. Let's get into the lesson and focus. The call of life of adventure has echoed in the spirit of many throughout the ages. From the crawling infant curiosity about navigating the start alone, the stairs alone, to a grown man compelling need to rest, to test the speed of a new sports car. Many have taken unwarranted risk in the daring quest for adventure. Some would say that the bigger the risk, the greater the rewards. However, along life's way, we have learned that the hard way, that not all adventures are equally rewarding. We may start off with zeal on a risky but worthy venture, but only to lose heart later as the difficulty of the task begin permeating our reality. No one can expect that their adventure will end as a rescue mission in which they are the ones who need saving. Sometimes we invite hardships and misfortune by making bad decisions. At other times we fall victim to people who are strangers of those who claim to love us but do us harm. Some troubles like flash floods show up unexpectedly to do us harm. Most of us with Honest reflections have, at some point, needed someone to save us from a bad situation. Desperate people are not often choosy, choosy, but they usually hope that the one who comes to save them will be qualified to do the job. All right, the lesson in context. The storm rescuer in Matthew 14 is the second recorded occasion of Jesus rescuing his disciples from a potential boating disaster on the Sea of Galilee. The first rescue was during a violent storm that threatened to sink the boat. You can see that in Matthew 8, chapter 23rd through the 27th verse. 
That was in Lesson 2 of this unit. We talked about that already. Mark's account sees Mark 6, chapter in the 45th through the 53rd verse of the second rescue is more focused on the disciples' lack of understanding than Peter's lack of faith. Mark's gospel confirmed the body of water as the Sea of Galilee located loca- located north of Jerusalem. Matthew's version of this story notes the disciples' utter amazement and concern what matter of man Jesus was. That's in Matthew 8. In Matthew 14, it is only when Peter is restored to other disciples on the boat that the wind and water become calm and all of them together worship Jesus and declared him to be the Son of God. That's in verse 32. What might this detail reveal about the name, the nature, faith, and witness of the church? By walking on water, Jesus transcends the law of gravity. By faith of his own request of Jesus, Peter was able to step out the boat and defy the laws of gravity. Jesus tried Peter for a lack of faith, but it did not prevent him from giving Peter immediate assistance when he cried out for help. Peter and his brothers Andrew were the first disciples called by Jesus. You can see that in Mark, the first chapter, verses 6 through 16 through 17. Peter is known for his impulsive, headstrong, somewhat forceful personality. You know people like that? I know people like that. Jesus had great confidence in Peter and chose him as part of his own inner circle. That shows you God can use anybody. He can use you and I as well. Whether they realize it or not, the episode as Seif allowed the trio to have more intimate exposure to Jesus' spiritual works. Jesus' spiritual works, and you can see more of that in Matthew, the 17th chapter, verse 1 through 9. More of God's spiritual work, you can see that in Mark, the 5th chapter, 35th through 43rd verse, and um, <clears throat> Mark 14, chapter 33 through 42. Um, Jesus' spiritual works. All right. An open inquiry. Share a time when you doubted God's will, willingness to deliver you. Can you remember that? Do you know that? What were the circumstances surrounding your doubt? You got yourself into some trouble and you asked God for help and just didn't seem to look like you were going to get out. But eventually you did. Did you overcome the doubt and fear? If so, how? If not, why? And what did you learn in the either case? We've all experienced that situations where we have um, come to the point where what we are doing and how we're doing is just not working out. And that uh, I'm not, I'm in this trouble and I don't look like I'm going to get out. But the truth of the matter is, you get out and you stay faithful and keep asking and stay focused on Jesus Christ. Believers may often feel alone during times of struggle, in spite of the struggle. However, true believers know that the Lord is never far away when we call him. Remember that. Jesus is never far away when we call him. In fact, he hears all the time, every time. He knows everything. Knowing this does not immediately, not always, cast the fear out of our lives. Knowing that somebody's around to help sometimes, we still get scared. Sometimes God allows fearful times and opportunities to help us grow in faith in Jesus. 
God lets you sometimes sit in your soup as it gets hotter and hotter to know that you know that he can do and he will do and it teaches you lesson not to get in that soup anymore or any or something or other situation that would lead you to a difficult sign. As Christians, we desire to participate in adventures of faith, trusting that God will be with us even when our faith falters. How about you? Have your faith faltered? Minds have at times. In challenging situations, the assurance of the Lord's constant presence with us can build our faith and encourage our hearts. You can see that in Matthew, the 28th chapter, and the 28th verse. The 28th chapter, and the 28th verse. Faith encourages our hearts. I want to turn to that right quick. I know we... Um, I want to look at that and see what that says. Matthew, the 28th chapter. 28th chapter. And the 28th verse. And I'll do that in a second. Thank you for bearing with us this morning. We hope everything is going well for you. That is awfully good. Uh, 27. Okay, 28 and 20. All right. Okay. Twenty-eight and twenty, and it reads, teaching them, this is God, this is Jesus speaking, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. That. Right verse right there tells you that Jesus Christ is with you all the time. Remember that. Matthew 20, 8 and 20 is something for you to sit down and focus on and keep it in your mind, at the front of your mind all the time. And it's this, Jesus personally speaking to you and I, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. In other words, remember God's words and what he's teaching you. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. Powerful right there, isn't it? Very powerful indeed. God is with you. Okay. All right. Let us get into the lesson, the exploration. Through every storm we face, we must trust in God. No matter how strong the storm, God is stronger. By faith, we know that God sees our circumstances and hears our cries. You can see that in Psalms 34 and 15. Therefore, we must, therefore, we trust Him completely, even when divine intervention is not immediate. All right, let us begin the lesson. This is in Matthew, the 14th chapters, 22nd through 24th verse. And here we go, 22nd verse. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. All right, we, that's clearly explained it. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. He went to pray. 
And when the evening was come, he was there alone because his disciples had gone out into the sea and he was up there praying. All right. All right. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. The ship was out there bouncing around on the water. All right. Jesus sent the disciples on their way and returned to dismiss the crowd before spending time in prayer. The mountain area where Jesus retreated for prayer was a secluded place apart from the distractions of a uh, clamoring crowd and his own disciples. If I had to find a find a quiet place to pray, <clears throat> that's a message to us as well. Find your quiet place to pray and settle down with Jesus Christ and in your thoughts and praying about what your situation is. All right. The gospel recorded that he spent much time in prayer, seeking the Father for direction and strength for his ministry. From the mountain, Jesus could observe the disciples in their boat. That's a message for us. Spend time with Jesus Christ in your lifetime and in what you're doing here on this earth. There's much situations that you have to deal with. Spend time with, quiet time with God, with Jesus. He spent much time in prayer, seeking directions that we should do the same thing here. Knowing all things, Jesus knew that disciples were struggling desperately against the wind to navigate back to the other side of the lake. After they had struggled for hours, Jesus came toward disciples very late at night, walking on the water. Matthew 14 and 24 indicates that the boat was a considerable distance from the shore, estimated by John 6:19 to be nearly a halfway across the width of the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee is a fresh water lake that is almost 13 miles long and eight miles wide. Much of the ministry occurred in this area, so that means they were probably four or five miles out into the sea. A typical boat for a time would have been about 27 feet long, 7.5 feet wide at the widest point. It would have just about right for 12 men and would be propelled across the sea by oars, sails, or boats. While the disciples had faith and trust in Jesus, the reality is that they were overwhelmed by the necessity and challenge of trying to navigate that boat when the winds was against it. That's a challenge indeed. How about your life when the winds and things and changes of life are against you? What you're doing? Stay focused. Keep Jesus in, in, in the front. Keep it in your mind. Remember what it, Matthew read? I said that he's with us always, even until the end of time. Have you ever had a storm appear in your life after having a miraculous experience with Jesus? How about that? You've had storms. We all go through storms. We cannot afford to wait until we find a, a free moment. To much. We must give God priority by intentionally making him for spiritual solitude. How important is it for Christians to spend time with God? Spend time with God. Spend time with Jesus in prayer. It is important for your walk on this earth. Let's look at Matthew, the 14th chapter, and 25th through 30th verse. And in the fourth watch in the morning, that's, that's just before dawn, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? They cried out for fear. They, forgetting, in fact, they just don't all understand none of them who Jesus is. 
even at this stage. I don't know how long they had all been together, but they still have not grasped who Jesus is. All right. Straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, <clears throat> Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. He reassured them right away. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thy bid me come to thee on water. See, Peter, 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 something else. He, 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 he asking that because he don't believe that that is Jesus. God just told him that it is I. Why wouldn't he believe him? That's Peter. Peter's impetuous. Peter's, uh, you say, whatever on his mind. He, he just brushed it out. All right, and Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come to thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, walking on the water to go to Jesus. Peter walking on the water. All he had to do was stay focused on Jesus. But guess what? Watch what Peter does. When he saw the winds, the winds are still blowing and tossing the boat around. He just got out of the boat trying to keep that boat in the water. And he goes back to thinking about what they're trying to do, keep the boats on the water and the wind tossing the boat around. And guess what? He takes his eyes off of Jesus. How many of you and taking their eyes off? I've taken my eyes off. How about you? Have you did the same thing? Have you taken your eyes off God? When you take your eyes off God, you can begin to sink in your situation, whatever it is. But when he saw the wind bolstering, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, save me, Lord, save me. Look at that. Save me, Lord, save me. Look at that. The fourth watch is the, is the night and the time from 3 to 6 in the, in the morning, just before the break of day. The men had been roaring since some time that afternoon, reporting the evening were, were near an exhaustion. Rough seas and head winds prevented their progress of advancing to their goal or reaching the other side. Although the disciples had already witnessed Jesus' power over a storm, they remember that first one, um, when he was out there and tossing them around, Jesus was taking a nap, and they was, got all worried and stuff, and Jesus got up and said, told the storm to be quiet. He was not in the boat. The lesson for them um, is that God's power is able to sustain his children in every appointed task. I don't care what it is. God can help. God can handle it. God can handle your situation. But you got to stay focused. He is visibly present or not and walking on the water that shows that he was not there, but he's still there. Because he's Jesus, he's there with you all the time. He said so. His children never appointed task whether he is visible or present or not. Remember that. Remember that. He is not only the master of the wind and the waves, but also master of natural law, specifically gravity, although Sir Isaac Newton had not discovered and named the concept we know as gravity, its forces were still in full effect. The frantic disciples yielded, yield to fear and superstition, believing Jesus to be a specter of ghosts. Look at that. When he told them clearly, it is I. Peter still doubted him, if it's you, you know. Perhaps they brought it might be a warning of death to them. On the dark and stormy night, the sound of familiar voices brought comfort when sight along had failed. The account of Peter walking in water is only recorded in Matthew, true to his impulsive nature. Remember what I told you about Peter? And his impulsive nature, and he just don't think about what he say, he just do it, he just brought it out. People asked Jesus to allow him to walk on water and, and join him. 
This request shows Peter's bold, willing spirit as well as his limitation of his faith. He ain't, he ain't scared to try somebody. He, the thing about it, he still is impetuous and impulsive. All right, an adult question for you. Sometimes we do not recognize that the Lord when he shows up to bless us. How about that? Share a time when you initially questioned and rejected what turned out to be a blessing in the sky. How about that? Do you know? All right. Think about times when you felt usually frightened, unusually frightened, but later discovered there was no reason to be fear at all, be scared at all. How about that? You been like that? All right, let's go to the last outline. This is Matthew, the 14th chapter, and the um, last two verses, 31 and 33. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? No, why did you doubt me, Peter? Uh-huh. Why did you doubt me? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And yeah, well, he doubted him for come out. If that, if you oh, look at that, and he heard him talking. When he said it was no ghost, they thought it was ghost. When he said they still didn't, and then heard his voice many times. Then they were in the ship, came and worshipped him, saying, "Of a truth, thou art the Son of God." Those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, "Truly, you are the Son of God." And how long would they really believe that? <laughs> All right, they're going to want you when they, you're going to find out when they get ready to crucify God. They're going they're going they're going to run and hide. They're going to give you. They're going to skedaddle as the saying goes. Jesus displays another dimension of his supernatural power as he stretched out his hand to rescue the sinking Peter. He allowed Peter to walk. Just had illustrated the power placed in complete faith in him. Those who place their complete trust in Jesus find their faith is enough to enable every appointed task God, Jesus, Peter, walk back to the ship amid the storm. Look at that. The wind ceased when they got into the boat. Did you catch that now? Those who place their trust in Jesus find that faith is enough to enable every appointed task of God. Understand, let that sink in. Jesus and Peter walked to the ship amid the storm. Look at that. After he grabbed him out of the water and ripped him up, Peter, then they walked back to the boat on the water. They didn't swim back. They walked on the water. The wind ceased when they got into the boat. Can you imagine that walk? Think about that. At that moment, the disciples came to Jesus and worshiped him. The phrase, Thou art the Son of God, is equivalent to a divine delivery, the Messiah of Christ. Although such an identification may have been made earlier by disciples, see John, the first chapter 41 and 49, there was an even increasing realization by the twelve what this phrase meant. Notice that Jesus did not calm the storm to rescue Peter. Instead, Watch this. He saved Peter in the midst of the storm. And he can save you in the midst of your storm. Whatever that storm is, just stay focused. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Notice that Jesus did not calm the storm to rescue Instead, he saved Peter in the midst of the storm. 
the storm continues as Peter walked on water on Jesus. It is the storm that distracts Peter. With help, with Jesus' help, Peter regains his footing and is able to walk back to the boat with Jesus through the storm. Jesus did not always rescue us from the storm. Jesus does not. Stick a pin in that. Jesus does not always rescue us from the storm. Sometimes he let the storm continue to raise around you to teach you something. But by faith, he can keep us through the storm. How about that? What doubt hits? When doubt hits, it does not, it does and will. What do we, will you do? When doubt hits, something going to happen with you. But you got to stay focused on Jesus Christ to keep your faith strong. When you step outside your comfort zone, are you more likely to trust God or yourself? Peter stepped out of the boat. Share a time when you have trusted God and stepped out into the unfamiliar. Powerful lessons there. The week uh, reflects those things God has called you to do. Identify your greatest fears and pre present them to God. Right now, your greatest fear, whatever they are, present them to God. Make a note of them. Develop a plan to stay focused on God's plan for your life. This may include constant Bible reading, prayers, time, sharing with others. What's in your life that you need to deal with? I have something in my life I need to deal with. What about you? Do you have something in your life you need to deal with? Make a note of it and begin to deal with it consistently with the help of God and prayer. The weak identify someone who could use the word of encouragement or put uh, a pat on the back. How about that? You can do that. Sometimes people are hesitant to share their struggles. Something we, we, we don't want to tell everybody about our problems. Some people you can tell your problems to, but God, you can always go to him, and he won't take it nowhere but just to but to help. Without pushing a probe and reach out to strengthen someone with it, guess your kindness or an uplifting word. Instead of being preoccupied with your own needs and problems, step outside the box and encourage someone else. Do you do that? You got problems. Everybody got problems. Anytime somebody's helping you, don't 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 think they ain't got going through some problems themselves. So step outside your comfort zone. Step outside. Step out the box. Be different. Stay focused with you. Knowing God going to handle your problems, step out and you help somebody else too. God's going to help both of you. Jesus spent time alone in solitude with God, and so should you. Spend time with God in prayer, in quiet time. Often the pressure of life and demands of work, church, and community service, as well as ministering to family and friends, can be draining. Sooner or later, those who keep pouring out without those who keep pouring out without being un, unplenished, replenished will experience burnout. Just like a battery in a car, just like an engine in a in a car. And a while, it's going to go down. Just like you, you always got cell phones. You know that if you, once it's charged, you lose a lot of time, and they don't charge it, it's going to go down. You need time alone with God. Make it a priority. Remember that. The storm is coming. Believe you me, I don't care who you are, the storm is coming. One way to prepare for life in inevitable troubles is to begin building a stronger relationship with God so that when the storm comes, 
you will not doubt uh, the strength of his hand to save you. Share this message with others. Jesus will help you in the storm, in the midst of the storm, after the storm, during the storm. It's up to him. He'll help you as long as you get help. Share the message with somebody else. The lesson topic for Sunday, July the 4th, next Sunday, is expressing thanks. How do you express thanks? Devotion reading is Isaiah 56, verses 1 through 8. The background script is going to be Leviticus, the 13th and the 14th. Uh, uh, Luke, the 5th chapter, verses 12 through 16. Luke, the 5th chapter, 12 through 16. And then... Uh, uh, the 17th chapter of uh, Luke 11 through 19, and the printed text is going to be Leviticus, the 13th chapter, 45th through the 46th, and Luke, the 17th chapter, 11 through the 19th. All right, you make sure you check out the lessons for next week, Monday, June the 28th. It's going to be coming out of Isaiah. Tuesday, June the 29th, it will be coming from Ruth. Then Wednesday, June the 30th, it will be coming out of Leviticus. Thursday, July the 1st. It's going to be coming out of 2 Kings, then Friday, July the 2nd. It's going to be coming out of John. Saturday, July the 3rd, uh, we'll be coming from Luke. And then Sunday, July the 4th, cultivate gratefulness for acts of healing. That's going to be coming out of Leviticus, the 13th chapter, 45th through 56th verse. Luke, the 17th chapter, 11 through the 19th verse. Let us pray. Our Father and Savior, Jesus Christ, this is thy servant, Freddie, from the Lawrence of Loretta and Willie, a servants who walk before thee, and here I am walking before thee on this earth. Grant thee the wisdom and knowledge to understand and stay focused and keep you in mind in spite of the trials and tribulations that I go through. And when I'm going through trials and tribulations, allow me to help others if it be thy will. Step out of my comfort zone, knowing that you are with me. And you say, Lord, I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. Keep me that in front of me as well, as well as the listeners. Lord, help us in our unbelief. Help all of us in our unbelief. While we problems, while we proclaim boldness in our confidence in you, we acknowledge that there are moments when we lose our focus. We take our eyes off of you, just like Peter did on the water, walking on the water. He began to think about the storm in which they was in and began to sink. If we think about the storm that we're in, we'll sink. We need to keep our eyes focused on you because you are with us and with us always, just as you said. Help us to remain focused on you, for you are our never-failing help. You or our never failing here. Get that? Jesus never failed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of all of us here, uh, we want to thank you, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday with the Sunday School lesson, God willing, coming from um, the, for the July the 4th uh, lesson, expressing things. On behalf of all of us, Take care now, and God bless.